This is Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be speaking with Madi Khan of Right of the Dot. At Adult Site Broker, we've doubled our affiliate payouts on ASB Cash. Now when you refer sellers or buyers to us, you'll receive 20% of our broker commission on any and all sales that result from that referral for life. You can either place a link to us on your site or refer buyers and sellers through an email introduction. ASB Cash is the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage. Check out asbcash.com for more details and to sign up. We've also added an events section to our website at adultsitebroker.com. Now you can get information on B2B events on our website, as well as special discounts reserved for our clients. Go to adultsitebroker.com for more details. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to offer for sale an innovative marketing agency that specializes in managing the top 0.01% OnlyFans profiles in the world. It's just under a year old, but is growing very quickly. They fully manage the workflow from promotion to monetization. They developed an internal CRM that empowers the sales management, marketing automation, and analytics on the platform. This enables them to consistently drive in-target traffic to profiles and efficiently monetize them. The company is already doing over 2 million euros in annual revenue from just over 20 OnlyFans accounts. They have a database of over a million contacts and 600,000 users. This is an outstanding opportunity for someone who wants to enter the world of OnlyFans management and immediately become one of the top agencies in the world. Or, established agencies can acquire the company and expand their business. Only 2.59 million euros. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Monty Khan of Right of the Dot. Monty, thanks for being back with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Thanks, Bruce. I'm glad to be here. I think it's been a few years since we spoke last and uh, did a podcast. Oh, wow. uh, I, I think I was in San Diego visiting back then. It's been a good while. Yeah, you're always somewhere besides home. Do you have a home anymore? (laughs) (laughs) I sure do. I live in uh, Lauderdale by the Sea, Florida, which is outside Fort Lauderdale. But I'm currently in Vail, Colorado on a family ski trip. That's that's so awesome. Oh, when I when I when I die and come back, I want to be you. Okay, (laughs) so um, Monty is a pioneer and innovator in the domain space. He's brokered and auctioned. Are you ready? A staggering $570 million in premium domain names. You heard that right. He's also a board advisor, real estate investor, and developer. Monty's the founder and president of Ride of the Dot, a licensed business and premium domain auction and brokerage firm, providing internet consulting and advisement, specializing in new and existing TLD strategy, resolution services, premium domain market positioning, sales and services. I'm out of breath. He is the managing member of Dot Hip Hop LLC, the new ICANN accredited domain registry for Dot Hip Hop domain names. 
He was the founder and CEO of Moniker.com. You might remember those guys, a leading ICANN accredited registrar, and he was the president of Snapnames.com. He is also an active investor in many developments in Costa Rica and Las Vegas. We were talking offline about one in Las Vegas. We need to talk about it. Sounds pretty cool. He also has numerous other business interests. Monty has been pioneering domain and aftermarket services since 1994. During this time, he's helped many new and existing TLDs have successful launches through registrar promotions, sales and auctions of premium domains through marketing, brokerage, and sales. Monty has more than 30 years of experience in the healthcare, high-tech, and internet fields. He was one of the early pioneers of the industry and started investing in domain names in 1994 and started the first online domain brokerage business. His resume includes brokering the industry's first domain sale for over $1 million with the sale of wallstreet.com and the industry's first $2 million domain sale with the sale of autos.com. Later, he sold the highest dollar domain in history with the sale of porn.com for $9.5 million and slots.com for $5.5 million. He's also the visionary behind live and online domain auctions. He was also the creator of domain appraisals, domain escrow, and who is privacy services. Monty was voted into the 2010 Domain Hall of Fame by industry peers. He's spoken and presented at more than 160 conferences. Monty graduated from the University of Kentucky with degrees in marketing, biology, and business administration. Let's talk about that project in Vegas you were just telling me about. It sounds just wild. Yeah, very excited about it. So um, as you know, I'm uh, invested in um, a attraction in Costa Rica called uh, Diamante mm-hmm. Echo Adventure Park. And it's a, it's a it's a zip line park with an animal sanctuary at the end. And part of the same group of those um, of my partners, we all started a project in Vegas. It's going to be called Crash and Burn. It's going to be a bar and restaurant and barcade kind of theme with a live music mm-hmm. venue inside right on Fremont Street. And on the rooftop of this four-story building will be an outside skydiving air floating uh, attraction similar to if you ever seen an iFly or um, um, you know a tube where you see people skydiving inside or floating in the air. Sure. This will be open air. So out in the open and you're going to rise above Fremont Street and uh, people on Fremont Street will be able to see you flying high in the air, um, you know, above the bar and restaurant and above the above the buildings. It'll be really cool. So cool. So cool. Yeah, we're going to open up uh, in September, October of this year, just in Mm -hmm. time for the Formula One in Las Vegas and for the Super Bowl, which is happening in 2024. That is neat. Yeah, it is going to be in Vegas, isn't it? Oh, I so hope my Niners are in that one. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So, Monty, it's been a while since we've talked. Now, I hear differing opinions about the overall domain market, specifically in the adult space. What's the current market for domains? Well, their overall market for domains is okay. We're in a challenging economic uh, period of time. Um, mm-hmm. Cryptocurrencies and, and worldwide markets, um, you know, depleted a little bit. Uh, yeah. Domain names uh, are a alternative investment strategy for many. But it happens to be one of the few assets that retain its value or has some value that's above expectations over time. So Hmm. whether it's an adult name, which is actually kind of a slower market, as you know, in this time period, or a premium domain name, you know, keyword, one word, dictionary term, search terms, those types of things, 
you know, some of those key dot-com names are still selling and for some for record values. I notice in the adult industry that, um, you know, with the coming together and the consolidation of the industry, um, you know, back when I started in the mid nineties to late nineties, the mm-hmm. adult industry had a completely different footprint. You know, it was, uh, sure. you know, 20 main companies, hundreds of affiliates, yeah. um, and then a bunch of sub and second tier companies. Now there's five, you know, main companies. Um, they're also in the mainstream industry as well. Yes. The affiliate business has kind of changed so much. And of course it went from paid to, you know, to free companies make their money in different ways. So yes. a lot of those adult names aren't as valuable as they may or should have been, you mm-hmm. know, in the last couple of years, a lot of people are making, um, big plays in second tier domain names and driving traffic and using other techniques to b- build value mm-hmm. on those websites versus, you know, things like porn.com or, uh, sex.com or, um, you know, pussy.com and, you know, things like that, th- you know, names I've been involved in sales in from the past. If you look into your crystal ball, what do you think if, if I buy an adult domain name today, what are the prospects? A good one. You mean prospects to sell or develop? The prospects to, for it to grow over the years. Well, I'm still a big believer in natural type in traffic. You know, obviously keyword domain names, whether it be adult or regular domain names, um, those that mm-hmm. get natural type in traffic because people are still typing them into the URL line. Yeah. Um, to me, that's a, a huge benefit in terms of value because you're not paying for search. You're not paying for PPC or CPC to position that name artificially or naturally into a position. So it's true. Um, still the keyword dictionary terms, the keyword traffic drivers are the most valuable domain names. And I think those will always be valuable over time. Yeah. .com, you know, continues to be the king of the roost. Yes. You know, just because it was the first established commercial domain name in, you know, in our environment. Sure. However, you know, the new generations of users, our children, for example, mm-hmm. they don't know what com stands for. They don't know what it means. <laughs> they don't know the importance of it. So they're using alternative extensions already. And because there's a lot of .com names already gone, they're using the alternative domain names. Yes. And as you know, a lot of uh, alternate extensions like .ai for artificial intelligence, which sure. is, you know, a country code. And so is um, .io. And uh, .cc, if you remember the old days, .cc mm-hmm. used to stand for carbon copy. Uh, .tv, which is Tuvalu, um, had a meaning for television. Mm-hmm. Um, and now there's a thousand new top-level domain names like .hiphop and like .auto and like .adult and like .sex and triple X and all these other extensions. And .porn, right, right. And .porn. So they're all, they all have their niches. Mm-hmm. You know, Obviously, the, the secondary extensions or the top-level extensions that were just added in 2013 Mm-hmm. they're not going to get the natural type in traffic that .com gets. So once a website is built onto that, you know, onto that da- domain name and then um, search engine placement is positioned properly, then that will drive the interest in the traffic and that will raise the value of those. Interesting. So you're okay with the uh, domain name adult site broker? Oh yeah. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. That's why I bought it. And so many more. So how are domain names good investments in 2023? Well, because there was um, a little bit of a recessionary um, hit to the domain name industry, obviously mm-hmm. people are divesting in some of their portfolios. So it's a good time to invest in domain names at a discount, like it always has mm-hmm. been in these recessionary periods. There you go. Uh, since, since I was in the business in 1994, I've faced three recessionary periods. Mm-hmm. And um, the first recessionary period, which was in the 
you know, early uh, 1999, 2000 period, mm-hmm. selling domain names back then kept us in business, you know, um, and that was helping people liquidate domain names that they needed to divert that money to, you know, pay tuition for school and, you know, basically right. pay bills. We as a, you know, as the main middleman or the main brokerage slash auctioneer at the time, we made our living helping buyers and sellers, you know, transact those those transactions, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we're in that kind of same situation right now because we're facing economic hardship. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people just aren't as, you know, there's liquid domainers, which have a lot of cash, a lot of money, just like in any, just like cryptocurrency and uh, other fields mm-hmm. that are alternative investment fields. And then there's others that are dabbling in it as a hobby. Right. And um, they've put, a, you know, some substantial amount of money into that. But their main part of business is another job, you know, another uh, industry opportunity. And so they're more mm-hmm. willing to say, you know what, something I would sell for $10,000 in 2019, 2020, I'd sell for three or 4000 now. Yeah. And, you know, so we're looking at, in some cases, you know, in some cases, 50 to 70% discounts on, mm-hmm. you know, uh, some premium and some sub-premium properties. Right. But on the other hand... Some of the largest transactions have happened because of some of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I just got done with a, a $4.2 million transaction. I can't say what the name is, but it was a company that majorly shifted their brand from a two-word domain name to a one-word um, mm-hmm. premium domain name. And it was very strategic time for their business. And so it made sense for them to spend that money you know, to do so. Okay. Are you in a buying mode right now when it comes to domains, personally? Um, no, I'm more in, um, you know, I own a few thousand domain names now. Uh, I, I started off registering. (laughs) Well, you know, I, but I'm not, I'm not actively like buying names in the aftermarket. I'll register some, um, you know, new registrations that I see keywords or trending, um, opportunities from the news or from technology, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, internet uh, documents and posts and stuff, you know, that's how some of this stuff started in the very beginning anyway. And there's still some great opportunities to buy domain names and various extensions with certain keywords that are, you know, something into the future. But I primarily help others divest or invest in domain names through our right of the dot um, brokerage and our auctions. Okay. And so I'm, I'm still probably the only market maker in the industry uh, because of the auction environment that we produce. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I still do the all the auctions in the industry for NamesCon. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to be doing an auction for the first time at um, Miami NFT Week. Um, mm-hmm. And we're going to be auctioning off Web3 domain names and NFTs and also Web2 domains. Mm-hmm. And so we're getting into all kinds of other kinds of digital real estate. So we're evolving with the industry and what's hot and what's not. I haven't seen you do one at an adult show for a while. I have not, but I'm not uh, opposed to it. We used to hold the mm. biggest auctions ever at- uh, I know. At, at the adult shows and I uh, traveled to Amsterdam and, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, we talked about Lisbon mm-hmm. and I did an auction there and uh, Macau, China did an auction right. there for the adult industry. And, uh, and of course in Vegas and, and of course in South Florida where I live for mm-hmm. uh, the largest conferences in the world. So we, mm. we helped sell some of the biggest adult domain names in, in, you know, in the entire industry. So, right. but I'm, I'm open to it. And um, I just yeah. got tapped on the shoulder by affiliate summit because they mm-hmm. want to see another auction again. Great. Um, Because it was really exciting, you know, back 10, Mm -hmm. 15 years ago. And uh, they're looking for ways to build excitement for that. Well, just let me know. You know that I know all the promoters very well. So if you want to do something, say, with TES in Prague or, um, you know, the um, um, 
yeah, I can't think of it right now, but um, well, a- AVN. <laughs> no, no, that's not who I'm thinking. That's not who I'm thinking of. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, but I know all the promoters, so I can certainly help you. Oh, um, I really appreciate it. Well, of course, of course. How long have we known each other, Monty? Jeez, you were you were at Moniker when we met, and how many years ago was that? Well, I started in the domain industry in 1994, but I started mm-hmm. Moniker as an actual company in 2001, I believe, is when I acquired the mm-hmm. registrar. Yeah, so it's been it's about the, when I, and long. that's about when I got into adult. I think I've known you since then. So, yeah, yeah I was I, a, I was a reseller for several registrars before mm-hmm. that, and then decided to buy a registrar from. Uh, a Canadian company in Mississauga mm-hmm. and, and uh, rename it moniker. So uh, yeah. that's how moniker became moniker. And it did very well. Did yeah. very well. Yes. I, I, used, I, really did, I, I used them. I used them until you left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, um, I was the only registrar that really focused on the adult industry really because I remember, uh, I remember Yeah, that's why I so used what, you. Yeah, so in the nineties, in the nineties, I had high, very high degree of respect for the adult industry, the, the yeah. adult company um, um, CEOs and and leaders right. because mm-hmm. it was one of the most regulated types of businesses back then. They, you Big know, time. they they basically created uh, um, credit card transactions on the web. They helped yep. with secure socket layers. Um, they were very loyal companies. Once you got their business. And so I started showing right. up at ABN conferences um, back in the late '90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. and I was the only registrar, you know, there. <laughs> yeah, Internext went along yep. with it. Internext, yep. right. Yeah, yeah, right. Which they used to co-own. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So you have a lot of auctions with Ride of the Dot. What's the schedule for this year? So we're doing two auctions in the in the next several months. Actually, um, there'll be there'll probably be a couple more added before between now and the end of the year. Okay. Um, so we're for the first time we're going to be going to NFT uh, Miami NFT Week, which is hmm. a three to five thousand attendee show in uh, Miami, which is the start of Miami Tech Week, and then the Bitcoin Conference comes uh, to Miami mm-hmm. also. And so um, the uh, organizers there are really excited to have uh, something new and you know exciting. So we're going to do an auction on April first, I believe. I don't know the exact time yet. We're still. Uh, Working at the schedule, but I think this will. I think this will run after that, unfortunately. But uh, uh, how about after that? After that, will be NamesCon in uh, mm-hmm. Austin, Texas, which mm-hmm. is um, the twenty eighth. Uh, I think it's the twenty eighth or thirtieth of May through June third, mm-hmm. something like that. I okay. think it's. A, I think it's May thirtieth through June third. Okay. And so I've always done that auction, uh, and yeah. also, if you remember, prior to that, all the traffic auctions before that as well. I do. So that'll I be do. a pretty big show. They're combining um, NamesCon with um, um, uh, with their uh, cloud computing company. Um, hmm. I'm trying to remember the name of it, but I'll remember in a minute. Um, <laughs> CloudFest, sorry. So there'll be a CloudFest and NamesCon combined in Austin, Texas uh, during <laughs> those dates. And we'll do a right. live auction on the second day of that conference. CloudFest sounds like it, it should be a um, cannabis um, event, but that's just, <laughs> you know, be. that's just it's my, the largest know. cloud computing hosting conference in the, in the world, actually. It's like so the same, the same group that owns NamesCon or has the right to it. Cool. Um, uh, they, they run CloudFest. It's like, well. wow, man, we, we're going to go to CloudFest. You know? Yeah. <laughs> in Austin, Texas, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I've used your company many times for domain appraisals. How important is it to get a domain appraised prior to putting it on the market? 
you know, I started the, I invented the appraisal model back in 1998, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, once we started selling some domain names, people always want to know, well, what's my domain name worth? So, you know, if you think of domain names as virtual property or again, compare it to physical property, some of the same attributes apply. So if you have a piece of property in downtown Manhattan, you know, what, why is that piece of property important? Mm -hmm. For example, so it has tons of street traffic. Tons of car traffic. Location, location, location. Yeah, location. So you're more likely to walk into a vendor or into a store or into an Mm -hmm. apartment building that's on Madison Avenue or Fifth Avenue or, you know, some premium Mm -hmm. place or Mm -hmm. a beachfront property, like kind of close to where I live, you know, premium (laughs) beachfront condos. They tend to be more valuable because of its desirability, how close it is to uh, something that's, um, you know, um, desirable in the case of a downtown location, how much traffic goes through um, that particular mm-hmm. street corner or, or avenue. And type in domain traffic is very similar to that traffic. So if you mm-hmm. have a type in domain name, a keyword like autos.com or like yeah. wallstreet.com or like porn.com, which I sold all yeah. those. They got tons, you know, literally thousands of unique visitors every single day. So automatically that comes with value because you don't have to pay for traffic. Sure. It's natural traffic. So um, when you, when you ask for an appraisal, there's a couple of reasons and I've done appraisals for all kinds of reasons. I I had to do appraisal recently and I've done it many times for a divorce case. So you have a, a, a party in the divorce that has a portfolio of domain names. The lawyers have no idea how to assess that value. There's no, right. there's no um, expert except somebody like me right. who can say, okay, this is what this portfolio is worth or this one domain name. And how do you split that asset between, you know, husband and wife or husband sure. and husband, wife and wife, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> Welcome the to 2023. <laughs> that the, other, the other reason for appraisal, which I did tons of, were for IRS donation purposes. So if somebody wrote off a domain name and donated it to charity, they wanted to use that appraisal, obviously, to take down their you know capital gains. Sure, that's something I don't do as much anymore because um, you know the IRS treats domain names a little bit differently than physical property. Um, mm. So you have to be very careful when you do something like that. Interesting. Um, bankruptcies is another mm. one, similar to the d- divorce reasons. Corporations. I do a lot of appraisal work for corporations when they're either ready to buy another company and take, you know, like as a merger and acquisition, and they're right. trying to assess the value of what that portfolio on the other side looks like if it is a domain portfolio. Interesting. So I did, I did one for Bosch. You, you remember the company Bosch? Oh, yeah. um, they make kitchen appliances. They're also mm-hmm. the number one manufacturer of, um, of windshield wipers. And they yep. also make brakes for BMWs and, um, mm-hmm. and Mercedes. Right. And a number of other things. Well, they ended right. up buying a healthcare company um, about 15 years ago. Hmm. And uh, they didn't buy the healthcare company because of the healthcare portfolio. They bought it because of a, of a software technology that they wanted to use in another part of their business. Interesting. So they had this portfolio of medical names, which they didn't have any idea what the value was. And I'm talking about direct disease related to medical names like AIDS.com, um, CancerCure.com, <laughs> CancerTreatment.com leprosy.com, you know, all these keyword domains. So they hired me to assess the value of those domain names. And then I helped uh, sell off the portfolio. Nice. Um, So those are just a handful of reasons. And then of course, if somebody just wants to know, you know, what's a name worth before they either buy it or they sell it to get an idea. Yeah, there you um, go. What to expect. Yeah, there you go. Um, But I mean, in terms of, look, I hear from people all the time. I've got a, and I've got a rule. Well, the first thing I do is I, when somebody sends me domains, which Frankly, I'm kind of moving away from domains because of what we talked about at the top of the program. 
for more than anything else, they tend to be difficult to sell in the adult space unless you got it got a porn.com. The whole thing is if somebody wants to look at selling a domain name, let's say it passes my eye test, which my eye test is getting more stringent every day. <laughs> I go, okay. Is that because you need glasses? <laughs> um, no, have those. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but that was good, Monty. That was, that was, that was really good. He'll be here all week. So the thing is that I tell them I have a requirement. You need to get an appraisal because don't ask me what it's worth because that's not my area, okay? Uh, I've got a guy who is an expert, and that guy would be you, okay? Well, so, thank you. you know, <laughs> it's pretty obvious, you know. I mean, and you're welcome. So if they don't want to pay for an appraisal, okay, thank you. That's kind of the deal. Most people, frankly, who come to me with the domain – the domain isn't really worth the price of registration or they'll give me yeah, a that long, ha- that happens a lot. They give me a, a list of like 200 domains. I'm, I tell them I'll always look. Okay. And I, I go quite frankly, I, I'm not thrilled about any of these. That's usually my answer. And, and I, have honest, self, Bruce, I have a self-service platform. Yeah, yeah. And that's usually the case with most people's portfolio. It's a, uh, I'm sure you heard of the 80-20 rule. Well, with, with domain names, it's like the 95-5 rule. So, you know, usually 5%. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. so 5% of the domain names drive 90% of the value, whether it's either value or traffic. They want to take over a particular market in terms of a domain strategy, which is smart in some ways. Right. Um, like if, if you hit a market segment, I had a client many years ago. His name was Bill Gormley. Love the guy. And before anyone knew what nanotechnology was, he started reading about nanotechnology. This is back in, this is literally back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm. He registered, you know, 100 different nano names. So, you know, at the time, no one knew what nanotechnology was. And, um, you know, he registered all his name as Moniker. So, uh, you know, we were glad to have the registrations. Sure. And sure enough, 15 years later, he ended up selling a bunch of those names through us and through others. And it turned out to be a good buy. Sure. Um, because all you have to, all you have to do in the end, if you if you register a hundred names and it costs you what you know, oh, it's going to cost you a thousand dollars, okay, or or is it thousand dollars per year? Yeah, if you're registering yeah. from scratch, right? Yeah, it's going to cost you a thousand dollars, and then you sell a couple later for five thousand dollars each. You've obviously made ten times your money. Yeah, and, and but it doesn't always work out that way for everybody. Everybody seems no. to get on that same kind of wave, right? Yeah, And sure. to be honest, it's harder to sell a portfolio than it is to sell individual names. So mm-hmm. if you get a portfolio of those nano names, you know, selling one or two or three for, you know, ten to $50,000, which is what he did. So he paid himself back sure. and made some money. But not all of them are sold. And some people end up with thousands of names and they'll go to, they'll die oh, with yeah. thousands of names in their portfolio and it'll be handed off I to know. their kids and estates. Yeah. And that's another reason why I do appraisals, by the way, for estates. Right. right. So some people think by cornering a market in a certain technology field that you're going to get more uh, for a portfolio, but that's not necessarily true. You get a fraction of the upsell part by having mm-hmm. the whole portfolio because most companies aren't, you know, in all those different segments. But the, the most successful domainers are those that own several different kinds of keywords or dictionary terms or, or traffic right. domain names in various fields yeah. so that they're, they're diversified a little bit. Yeah. Well, I'll get an idea, I'll buy a domain, and then if I don't develop the idea, which is most of the time, 
I let it go, but it doesn't end up being like a huge loser for me. I've bought a lot of things having to do with my field as defensive domains. Yeah. And yeah. And I'm letting some go because they're just too far off. You know, they're just like, okay, somebody wants to buy that. That's fine. It's not going to hurt me. So yeah, I'm getting things, you know, like daily from name silo. This is going to expire. I'm thinking, good, let it. So, yeah, so, so, you know, defensive <laughs> registrations are hardly worth anything. It's only for your own use so that other people, oh, can, yeah. of course, infringe, infringe on your, you know, IP or your, your, what your idea is. But if you were to right. let those go, nobody's going to, you know, nobody's going to pick up the misspells anymore. Right. It uh, keeps, well, keeps of, competitors out is what it does. And if you try to register someone's favorite, fav- famous mark, you're going to end up in a UDRP and, um, you know, or a lawsuit or something. It's not worth it. So no, exactly. uh, my advice to everybody is stay away from misspells oh, and typos oh. and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. If you're going to buy a misspell or, or a typo, make it of your own domain. I, yes. I get things all the time with Pornhub in the name and XNXX in the name and OnlyFans in the name. And I go, I'm going to tell you something right now. Let that domain go because, and don't even sell it because you are going to end up in a lawsuit. Yep. They That's will sue you and they will win and you're going to have to defend it. Right. And then you have the other side, which is called reverse hijacking, which means that you actually own the common law trademark rights before a famous mark uh, came and registered theirs. Oh, geez. And they try to bully you into letting your name go, and then they end up losing, and they can lose up to $100,000 from that. So hmm. as you know, or, or you might remember, I own the domain name Uporn with the letter U instead of Y-O-U. Yes, sir. And I've, I own that name and the common law trademark way before Uporn, Y-O-U-Porn uh, came into existence. Yeah. Um, so in that case, you know, you have a right and a legitimate right to own that name. And, uh, you know, sure. you porn and, you know, um, mind geeks or whatever might be interested <laughs> in buying that someday, uh, which I'd be willing to sell. But uh, I, yeah. I own that name and, uh, you know, right. I, I had that well before anybody else had the trade. How's that site? How's that site going? It's going, you know, <laughs> it's, it's going, it's making some money. There you um, go. It's a it's little nice. side. That's thing. nice. Uh, that's nice to hear, as as opposed to the last time we discussed it. So it's a beautiful exactly. thing. I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> oh, I remember a lot about that. I do yeah. remember a lot <laughs> about that. But we won't yeah, get into the a little bit of a of a, of a oh, introduction God. to somebody who. Uh, oh God! Did I did I hole. did I introduce you to him? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Anyway, without giving away your secret sauce, how are domains appraised? I started off very similar to how real properties appraise. So remember, we talked about the busy street corner yes. of a city yes. or the beachfront property. Right. So those types of things are used for virtual real estate the same way. There's marketability, search term value, PPC value, CPC mm-hmm. value. And I happen to own and operate the largest comparable database of sales in the domain industry. So unlike... Jeez. The real estate industry, now, if you think back in the early days where cavemen existed, you know, there were <laughs> land grabs and real estate, right? And yeah. uh, then then real estate was traded off for coins or for cows or for sheep mm-hmm. and for, you know, various right. other types of assets. Um, sure. And and then it became traded off for daughters. <laughs> and in some, right, I was just I was about to say, and, 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 and yeah. in some Muslim and countries, land, that, still, that still happens. Yeah, it still happens. <laughs> right, right. So- if it's a dictionary term, if it's a keyword term, if it's a trending term, if it's a if it's a term or a word that has um, 
uh, natural type in traffic, if it's something that's um, um, in a particular industry that's strong, right? those all carry weight and value, of course. The comparable database is probably the most important thing now because unlike when I first started this and there was only a handful of sales, now mm-hmm. there's you know now there's a couple million sales to compare to. Now Jeez. that doesn't compare to hundreds of millions of sales like there is in real estate, but it is right. comparable. So you can say, hmm. okay, is auto.com like car.com? Yes, it is. Is autos and autos comparable? Yes, they are. Uh, vehicles and autos or trucks. You know, so now you have yeah. segments and market segments of comparable domain names. Those are obviously carry value. You can use a comparable database from sales that were made public and use that as a comparable database. Just like if you had an appraisal of your house, the number one key thing in an house appraisal value is what did the house across the street from me sell for? Yeah. Is it also a 4-2 or 4-3? Yeah. Does it have a renovation? Does it have right. new appliances, new air conditioners, right. all that shit? Exactly. Um, so same kinds of metrics without going into the detail, but we do 21 of those metrics in yeah. order to, to come up, come to value. Wow. wow. Um, so that that's a little bit of a taste of that. Interesting. You <laughs> know, I've done over 540,000 domain appraisals myself, you know, physically. Jesus, so Jesus uh, Christ. That's so crazy. And it's, uh, it's been a lot of appraisals. It's not something I like to do anymore, but mm-hmm. um, I'll know. do it in special special cases. There you go. For me. Thank you, Monty. Yes, for you and your clients and and Thank when I get you. hired by the, you know, the big corporate things and the oh, divorce sure. cases and the and the those are profitable. Yeah, those are profitable. Yeah, and the estate sales and you know, yeah. somebody dies, what's this yeah. worth? I did an appraisal um, recently. Well, it was last year for a court ordered takeover by, uh, you know, the court ordered a, a lawyer, a legal group to take over a portfolio of domains because the CEO committed a crime. So this was called Income Store. Uh, probably some of the people on the show would would have heard about it. it was like one of the big scams. Um, hmm. They owned thousands of domain names. They were building websites on the domain names, and then they were using the funds from new investors to pay the old investors off. And they got caught in a Ponzi scheme. Oh, lovely! And so we ended up we ended up having to praise the portfolio and then put the whole portfolio up for sale in several auctions and to help hmm. uh, with the divestiture and to pay back all the original people that got r- ripped off. Well, so that's good. They didn't get. They didn't get most of their money back, but they got some fraction right. of it, and it's better than getting nothing. Yeah, absolutely. You know what bugs me the most? Some brokers and how they use comparables. I had I had one situation, and oh, God, I was myself and this mainstream broker, we were starting to get at each other's throats at a certain point. I'm sure you know this person. I contacted them to buy a domain on the part of, for the uh, group of domains on behalf of my client. And it was, it was laughable because the domain wasn't even close to anything like this, but she was giving me things like autos.com. And it was just like, oh my God, no, no, no. And it just got, it just got crazy. But um, I can't say she wasn't good at what she did. She finally ended up getting the price up fairly high and my client really needed to buy this because he didn't have the dot com of his uh, his company, and he made the mistake of not spending a little money and buying the dot com of his company before his company got well known. So yeah. he had That's he had to pay the price for that. Make. Oh, it's yeah. a huge mistake, and he he said it himself. So that's okay, you know. We got we got it for him, and he's happy, and the seller's happy. So that's what it comes down to. You have the exclusive for the extension .hiphop. Now, .hiphop is also a Web3 domain extension on the Ethereum naming system. 
I always have problems with pronouncing that. It's also the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Now, how do I buy a dot hip hop domain? Yeah, it's good. It's good that you asked. So um, if you go to our website, which is get.hiphop, you will right. be pointed to see whether your search term or your domain name is available. And then it'll point you to several registrar partners where you can register them. The really cool thing about .hiphop is that it's the first community and cultural open domain extension besides .gay. That is for an entire community and culture that's open without restriction. The dot hip hop, I mean, the hip hop community and culture is worldwide. It involves about a million, a billion people, billion with a B. It's the 50th anniversary. Hip hop was first created in 1973 on August 11th by Mm. a DJ called Cool Herc. And he brought Mm. out a DJ setup and held a party for his cousin's birthday and started mixing records together and hip hop was born. Interesting. And uh, it became a huge phenomena after that. And now it's the most popular music genre, the most popular dance genre and fashion genre. But it also is a people identify themselves as a hip hop culture and community. So uh, it's really cool to be able to have a new top level domain name that represents that that group of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, now they can have their own extension, register uh, a, a .hiphop domain name, use it for their email, use it for their website. Yeah. And the cool thing is on top of that is it's on the Web3 smart contract blockchain through the Ethereum names, naming system. Imagine an, an artist now, unlike mm-hmm. the old days, they can drop a new album or a new song into an NFT that has a .hiphop domain name. Mm-hmm. And they're able to share that music. And inside the token is how much the money they get paid every time it changes wallets. Wow. Back in the old days, everyone sold their rights for a particular song or a particular hit. And many of the original hip hop stars are broke. They're in poverty because mm-hmm. they sold their rights away back in the early days right. uh, to big music catalog companies. So if you mm-hmm. ever watched NWA, Straight Outta Compton, the movie, no, um, no. Heard it says about a lot it. about how the old style um, contracts worked and how- um, yeah the music companies took the majority of the rights kind of sure. like Don King and Mike Tyson, you know, and um, you know, how yeah, he yeah, I would, that's what I was thinking about. Oh my God. Yeah, It's like you get a, you would get a $50,000 check or a hundred thousand dollar check, but you had to pay for your own studio time and your, your own agents and producers. And then you end up basically in, you know, underwater. Oh, King so was taking, King was taking everything from Tyson. It was ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. So, this happened in the music industry, not only to hip hop stars, but to, you know, rock and roll. And I mean, everybody, you know, the, the people were taken advantage of. Ray Charles was one of the first ones who put his foot down mm-hmm. uh, with ABC Records after he left his former record company and said, you know, I need to retain the rights to my music. And, uh, and mm-hmm. I want 60% of the proceeds and he won. And so sure. music, music rights and music uh, contracts were reborn from that, um, you know, a long, long time ago. But a lot of the right. hip hop stars, unfortunately, didn't catch on to that wave. Yeah. So yeah. we're really excited about dot hip hop. Um, and it just so happened, you know, it kind of fell in my lap. But after I bought the registry and uh, got a partner who's, um, you know, from the Bronx and who's a successful businessman in New York, we figured out after we bought it that it's the 50th anniversary coming up. So That's it great. just kind of, so obviously we're going to ride the wave of that and we're going to be involved in a lot of concert celebrations, promotions. The Hip Hop Museum is being built and will uh, open up in 2024 in the Bronx. It's a mm. huge project. The mayor of New York is all behind all kinds of calendar events regarding the birth of hip hop, the celebration nice. and the birthday. And it's going to be cool. worldwide. So pretty, we're really excited about it. And the uh, there's millions and millions and millions of available domain names because it's a new registry. So yeah, yeah, it's a good speculation opportunity for investment and also 
we've reserved you know, all the famous stars and hip hop album names and music label covers names so that they can't be cyber squatted. So we reserve those for those that will get those uh, because yeah. they have the rights to them this time. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. So what exactly, uh, besides what you already said, is a Web3 domain extension and how does it relate to Ethereum? Well, the ENS, which is the Ethereum naming system, is different than what people might hear that handshake names are, or there's th there's a few different types of Web3 names. So some Web3 names are made up names that now they act like domain names, but you can't build a website on them. And you can't use it for your email, but they're short name. So you don't have to send people your token address, which is mm -hmm. a 64 to 75 digit, you know, tokenized um, alphanumeric code, which right. no one can memorize. So you can now send it to a domain name. You can send money, you know, cryptocurrency back and forth to the domain name because it's on the blockchain and on the smart contract. So that's one advantage. Um, <laughs> the other advantage is, is that Ethereum naming system complies with ICANN. It's the only blockchain domain name that actually follows ICANN regulations and rules. Mm -hmm. And that's why .hiphop and some other extensions can now, you can buy the domain name, have your website and use it in your email where you can't for handshake names, for example. And right. you can use it as a token address. Hmm. So it gives, a, it gives an advantage. I, I like ENS a little bit better. I'm not opposed to the other extensions that are Web3. Right. It's just that in the future, there's going to be something called Collision, where the next round of ICANN accredited domain extensions might contain a .crypto or a uh, .nft. And there's already those that exist in the Web3 handshake type domain hmm. names or unstoppable domain names. Those are the other ones. Hmm. And um, once, it's, once there's an ICANN accredited extension, there's going to be something called collision because who, which extension, you know, is more important, right, right. which one's going to exist. Yeah. And uh, my gut tells me that the ICANN extensions will still exist. Oh yeah. Well, they, have, they have the, they have the power, right? Well, they have the DNS power. So, you know, mm -hmm. if, if you want to have a website or an email address, you're going to want that. Okay. Got it. Got it. So besides.com, and hip hop that we just talked about. What are some of the other up and coming extensions that people should be investing in? In the current round of extensions, um, you know, some of the most successful extensions, new extensions, have been something like Dot Club, which I'm sure mm -hmm. you heard about. Mm -hmm. I helped I helped Dot Club create their premium lists and uh, help them get started with creating. You know what what were the premium names left of the dot to the right of the dot, so that. Mm -hmm. You know, the most important things with new extensions is that there has to be linguistic flow from the right of the dot to the left of the dot or from the left of the dot to the right of the dot. So if, you have, buy, if you have buy.cars, that yeah. makes sense. Rap.hiphop, dance.hiphop, songs.hiphop, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. If you have curtains.cars, that doesn't make much sense. Or if you have some <laughs> obscure name to the left of the dot, that doesn't make sense. So sure. a lot of the popular extensions, you want to make sure that there's linguistic flow um, to the left of the dot. So it makes sense to somebody when they're typing it in. The whole goal is to, you know, make it easier to search, make it easier to remember, make it easy to spell and make sure that in, if you're not using a .com, that you make sure that your clients and customers know that you use a, an extension now that's one of the new extensions. So you got to make sure it's on your business cards, in your advertising, yep. and so on and so forth. So I like uh, things like .club. I like things like um, .tech. Uh, mm -hmm. dot site. There's going to be a new dot web that's going to be coming out soon. That's going to compete okay. with dot com. Of course, I love dot hip hop. <laughs> um, uh, you for, better, for its, you know, for, for its, you know, for its cultural community and its millions of variable options um, to do that. So 
And I don't know what's coming in in the new round, uh, which should mm-hmm. be coming out in 2025 to 26 mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. But apparently there'll be more extensions available, you know, based off of current trends and corporate, you know, there's a lot of corporations that felt that they got gypped out and didn't understand what it was all about. So, you know, there is a yeah. .IBM, there's a dot, there's a lot of, dot, you know, 300 dot corporate names um, that yes. have, you know, that now people are. You know, you want your you want your email and your website to end in your extension that you're famous for. You don't want it to be a .com necessarily because nobody knows what com means. Mm. You know, com stands for commercial, but people think it stood for communication or commerce or community or communication, right. and and it doesn't. It stands for right. commercial, which meant for profit at the time. Right. Um, and it and com is not a dictionary term, uh, yeah. but you know, hip hop is and right. dot you know, dot autos is and dot sex is, you know, so that's, what's really important. Okay. Things are changing. If I have a dot com or another primary domain like dot net or dot biz, what other extensions of my brand should I own? Uh, You mean uh, to to cover yourself in defensive registration? Exactly. Well, the most common, you know, coverage obviously is dot net dot com dot org. You know, if you're just doing general coverage, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you, you don't need to do it in all thousand extensions. Of course not. So if you are in certain industries, you should cover yourself in those industries. If you are in the tech industry, you should get a dot tech. If you're in the website industry, you should get a dot website and, or dot mm-hmm. site, you know, to help cover you as well. Not only mm-hmm. just to cover you, but you may want to use them as subsites or other domain site, you know, projects, you know, use link juice and, you know, mm-hmm. link each other's site together. You know, defensive registration is really important for corporations based off of what industry you're in and what you're doing. So if okay. I'm in the adult industry, you know, I probably want to cover myself in some of those adult um, extensions, dot right. sex, dot adult, dot porn, um, dot triple X yeah, for sure. I got that I mean, one. Why yeah. not? Plus you can yeah. launch other, other websites off of each of those in your same keywords. It's true. Um, and, and the same goes for any industry, I would say. Okay. Very good. So last question, what's your best advice for people who liken themselves as domain investors? Best advice is to look at the newest trends. Also look at buying opportunities in down economic environments like like now. Mm-hmm. Where people are selling things at a discount because everything's cyclical and it will go back up again. Um, sure. So, you know, over time, this in this this market, this domain investment market has always grant, grown, grown in value over time, just like the stock market has. Rarity is the key to investment value. So um, as the dot-com extensions keep running out, uh, I mean, as the dot com keyword names keep running out because they've been registered or in use, the best simulation, you know, best best assimilation to this whole pr- process, which I think we've discussed before, is once upon a time there was an eight hundred number um, that was the free toll free number in the industry, right? And so there used to be an eight hundred buy cars, an eight hundred doctors, an eight hundred flowers, and that's because no one could remember the digits of the phone number, so they sure. remembered the word and they would spell right. out the word on your phone right. pad. When all those extensions, I mean, when all those keywords ran out and all those number combinations ran out, what did they do? They expanded the the There's twenty toll free numbers. Yeah, and every single toll free number has a buy cars, and they're all registered by different companies. Again, our new generation of users don't even know what an eight hundred number is because everything is free on the cell phone. Of course. So, 
But 800flowers didn't get rid of their 800 number, nor did they get uh, rid of 800flowers.com, which is a keyword that they use. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is they established loyalty and brand recognition off of it. So those were always important. Right. Um, so my advice is you look for the, some of the new extensions in those same keywords because they'll be almost as popular as that 800 extension was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, over time, as mm-hmm. you're, as the new generation start using, you know, start getting on the web, which they all will, yeah. they know that comms not available. So they're going to go to an alternate extension that makes sense. If you're a right. lawyer, why not get a dot law or a dot legal? If yeah. you're in the adult industry, get a dot triple X or dot porn or dot adult or dot sex. Or all um, of them. If you're in the music yeah. industry, you're going to get a dot music, which is restricted when it comes out or dot hip hop or, you know, something that related because it makes linguistic sense and it makes sense. And, and, uh, that's where the, the, the trend is going and you want to look for trends, you know, new trends and what you see in the news and stuff. And then you'll pick up new keywords. The urban dictionary is everly expanding as well. Yeah. Um, that, that's a whole new t- type of, you know, uh, linguistic wording to things. And so then you'll see mm-hmm. more .coms and more nets and orgs and, and other extensions become popular because of that. Fabulous. Hey, Monty, I'd like to thank you for being back with us again, back and again, that's redundant. On Adult Save Broker Talk, and I hope we'll get a chance to do this again soon. I really appreciate the time, Bruce. And if anybody needs to get a hold of me, you can get in touch with me at monty at get.hiphop or monty at rightofthedot.com. Okay. You heard it, everyone. Thanks, Monty. Thanks, Bruce. I really appreciate it. My broker tip today is part three of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. Last week, we talked about making a good offer and how to structure your site. Next, keep your website design up to date. Do a redesign from time to time. People will tend to think your site is the same as ever and click out of it without even looking if something doesn't change. So keep it fresh and up to date. Times change, so should your website. Look at what your competitors are doing and see what it is you really like. If you know a site to be successful, look at what they're doing and do some of the same things. I'm not saying copy it. I'm just suggesting you improve your site by looking around a bit. You've got to keep up with the times or you'll end up being left behind. Also, keep an eye on your competition and make sure you're offering everything on your site that they are or more. Don't just look at their design, but make sure your offers are good and competitive. The same goes for your content. Do you ever wonder why one site does well and others don't? Check out the competition's content. What are they doing that you're not doing? Be willing to make changes. People can't understand why they're losing sales to a competitor, yet the competitor is clearly doing everything better. Emulate success. Make sure everything on your website works well. Make sure all of your links work properly. Check them on a regular basis. If things don't work, you're going to lose customers. People are not patient these days. People's attention spans are like that of a gnat. They click out immediately and go to the next result in Google if they don't find what they're looking for or if the site is hard to navigate or things don't work. Check all your internal scripts and plugins and make sure they're updated regularly as well. We'll talk about this subject more next week. And next week, we'll be speaking with Zach Osborne of Exclusive Life. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Monty Khan of Right of the Dot. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman. 